0: Welcome to the Elite Professionals in Coaching podcast, hosted by Chris Aird, business owner and CEO of With Purpose, bringing you leadership, growth ideas, mindset transformation, and strategic information for the entrepreneurs, business owners, and community leaders. You will be encouraged, educated, and empowered to develop your people, implement your processes, and increase your income. Now get ready to listen to the newest episode of the Epic Podcast.
1: Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Elite Professionals in Coaching Podcast, brought to you by the With Purpose team. This week, we have all three consultants here uh, from With Purpose. We have Michelle Davis, Chris Aird, and myself. Uh, How are you two doing?
2: Great. Doing good. Excited to have Chris on this with us today.
0: I am good as well, sir. And I'm excited to be on here. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's not too. It's not too often we've all three of us on, so it's great to have it line up with all of our working schedules. Um, so this is going to be our last episode uh, on resiliency. It's part of a five five week podcast series we've done, but instead of kind of digging through the weeds over the last four weeks, uh, what are what are some big takeaways? What stuck out to you two um, as we've gone over our resiliency series?
2: Well, for me personally, I really loved talking about. Uh, The modeling of the leadership when it came to self-care, that's something that's really important in my personal life. And what I talk about a lot when I'm working with um, leaders is to self-care, self-care first. And so in order to do that, um, or when you do that, you allow your employees to do that as well. You allow it to be a normal thing the way it's done. And um, I think that sets a big precedence for how much resiliency is going to be in your organization. Yeah.
0: And I would say, in addition to what Michelle just brought up, that what I really like was how you both led off the very first week of this series and kind of what this is rooted in your mission, your vision and how that's communicated across Mm -hmm. all levels, all tiers in the business, how that's reciprocated into the clients, the community Mm -hmm. and all that. And, And the reason I bring that up is because once we hold ourselves accountable based upon a mission and a vision, then that trickles down. And we're there's a certain level of expectation, both spoken and unspoken, where we're asking people within the culture and or the buyer, if you will, to to support that mission, that vision. And when we have that, it is the foundation, in addition to self care, where it's start that foundation is starting to build up that resiliency, like no matter what comes our way, this is us, we're moving forward, I'm taking care of me, I'm taking care of you, we're taking care of the of our company, but we're also taking care of our clientele and our community.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think myself, yeah, I'm right there with you, Chris. Um, I really enjoyed that episode. Uh, that was a great conversation. I think, yeah, kind of just to reiterate what you said, yeah, ha- being rooted in your mission and vision really should bleed into everything you do. So Every podcast we talk about, uh, if whether it's on employee well-being, whether it's uh, on like, our conversation today on support, all of that should be intertwined in your mission and vision um, in caring for your employees and caring for your customers. Um, I also think that I really enjoyed our uh, conversation on problem solving. I think for me, that was good to uh, kind of workshop through just as, as we spoke. I'm very kind of fast paced, very immediate. And just in conversation, realizing, oh, shoot, I'm talking about small, like little things that require immediate action, not strategic thinking it out. Uh, and so for me, that was a fun one to kind of work through. Um, and, yeah, just kind of to prepare for uh, when big events happen uh, that require, um, yes, yeah, some resiliency and some push through. Um, so I, I enjoyed that conversation as well. Mm-hmm. So. Michelle, do you mind kind of kicking us off today a little bit uh, and closing us out here on this resiliency uh, series as we talk a little bit more about um, support?
2: Well, yeah, so the final one is the support, talking about our support system and how important it is to have that up front and uh, before we need it, you know, so that's something that needs to be developed all the time. And um, it can help with stress, stress, uh, any setbacks, any other challenges that come in play. You have that support system already there, ready to go, to where you can lean on those individuals. You can ask um, questions, help with the challenges. Those things are very, really important, but they have to be developed and nurtured first, so that for that them for them to be there.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, and I, and I think what's great in, in employee support is you can kind of section it off into two different areas. You have one that's kind of your structure, so you want to create a structure where your employee can succeed uh, and feel support there. But then you also have more of the, um, the personal touch. You know, I I don't want to just throw out the word emotional support. Um, I think that doesn't that isn't that can be a little misleading. I think it's more so just there, just giving them the confidence. Um, so really, yeah, the the structural side and then kind of more of the personal side. Uh, Chris, what what do you think about that?
0: You know what? In kind of tying those two with a nice little red bow, if you will, yeah. um, here here's the thing: is if we're if we're thinking about not only ourselves, mm-hmm. because it's got to start with us, we've got to we've got to model this. But if we're really truly thinking about the people that we either a are working alongside, b our employees, or just people that we're in in general, and see that um, that people in general were we're paying attention to. It's really about being intentional. And we're gonna go back to, I wanna go back to a word that we've been using for a long time and that's showing people value. And, and there's a lot of things right now where people are calling um, their priorities into question. It really was honed in on with COVID. It's happening with inflation. It's happening within just so many different things in life. People are questioning their priorities. And where where I'm coming from is, is that priorities usually equal a value. And in this, if we're going to be giving employees support or we're looking for support as employees, we're talking about about both their personal and their professional well-being. So the two worlds marry, they're they're merged together. Maybe even some points they collide in using a a strong word like that. So I think in this, what we're talking about is how we as businesses, business owners, uh, just people on the outside as consultants, how we're going to mirror and show um, how and what organizations can do to support uh, the idea of employee resilience.
1: No, I agree, I agree. So so Chris, um, as our employer, uh, <laughs> you may have a little bit of insight into specifically into the structures that can be put into place. Um, do you, do you want to kind of go into whether that's something that you've done with us internally or clients you've worked with and ways you've seen structures that have kind of created support?
0: Sure. Um, and that's actually a great question. And in a way, while I'm prepared to answer because it's truthful um, B it's kind of puts me on the spot because whatever I'm going to say, I hope there's an amen section um, from the <laughs> employees that are on the call. Right. <laughs> so all this to say is I think, first of all, we have to create a safe environment. We have to create a safe environment where people know That there's an open levelness of transparency, of communication, of vulnerability in a sense. And while I've not only practiced this inside for me to role model this, but I I hope this is where you guys can correct me if you're not seeing this. I hope it's been inside of our own business as well. But to your point, Taylor, I've seen this being practiced and we've been brought in to help solidify this practice. Yeah. Where we're we're creating a safe environment for for the employees, but also for the business owner. Here, here's the thing: <clears throat> we've all we've all probably heard at one point in our time where uh, leadership is a lonely place. Mm-hmm. And I think there are certain things that, as leaders, as business owners, as well, that we choose not to share with employees, coworkers, whatever the case might be, because of maybe a fear of not knowing what's going to happen or what's going to be said in retrospect if you will so in that idea of employee support the resilience creating that safe environment within the workplace allows people to speak to themselves let me give you an example <clears throat> i'm working with a actually we are working with a large client um, and when we're, we're we're meeting with people in a boardroom, um, as well as a as an open office we're literally at that moment setting the stage to say what is what is it that we're solving together today, right? At this moment, it's a safe place. It's a great interaction where we know that we've created this, that they can now kind of pour in. We've got to give some time, right? We've got to make sure that we're creating that stage for them to kind of, it's, a, it's like a dance, right? Uh, I'm going to give first and I'm going to see what people do with that and see if it's reciprocated. And so on. So it is about listening to people. It's listening to what they're feeling and what they're thinking, and then doing something positive with that information.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I agree. And I think that those are things that while we can talk about it and in talking, we can identify, okay, here are specific qualities. I think it's important because I'm sure we could all slightly interpret that differently it's important for you and your business to go and have training as to what your expectation is mm. for this. Um, so whether that is, Hey, here's how we expect you to interact with your team members uh, or those you're leading. Uh, and that way there's consistency across, or if it's, Hey, when we're, we're doing our reviews, here's how you want to do that. So that way it fosters kind of a relationship where they feel like they, where they feel trust uh, and they can feel your support. Uh, but I also think some of that training comes through different assessments. And I know, We as a team uh, have given different assessments uh, to clients, uh, whether that is the Colby assessment uh, or the DISC assessment. And so I know we've talked about that a little bit on previous uh, podcasts, but do you mind kind of dig into that, sir, Uh, and how um, how that can be beneficial for, for a company?
0: Yeah. So anytime we're giving... Okay, so let me start this. Anytime that we're giving an assessment to somebody, we are answering a question that maybe a client has or we ourselves have is how how are we working how do we think how are we reacting that type of thing right and that's just superficial that's that's kind of the superficial um response at at a beginning level and then we can dive in deeper the the challenge that i'm personally having is people will give these assessments if you will and that's all they do is it's just an understanding of who someone is and we're not going through it in a deep dive with either coworkers employees or either ourselves so what we do it With Purpose is we will spend the time to do a deep dive because we want people to understand the results, we want people to understand themselves, but more importantly, we want them to, while they do that, through those assessments to understand who they're working with. Be cognizant and recognize the value that everybody brings. So when we think about support, um, it, it's about supporting a full-on team as well it's not just the individual so these assessments is is not only good for the individual but they're good for the team and we provide actually a report for the team so let me let me say it this way let me ask michelle this michelle as as you've been in this industry for quite some time and from your perspective when people don't have have an answer to a question and or they feel like they're not feeling valued they're not feeling supportive what is something that you have found yourself either doing, saying, with or without an assessment?
2: I'm not sure. I just stalled out. Say that one more. Say your question again.
0: So you've you're not new to this industry, right? And so when people either feel valued or not feel valued, whether they're being communicated with or not being communicated with, whether there's an assessment to go with that or not. What are some things that you have done that shows support to an employee, a business owner, a coworker?
2: Um, well, I've been there for them to talk to me, to uh, share their feelings, their thoughts in a safe place. Um, usually just been a really good listener. That's something I've done. And then ask the right questions, help to ask questions to help them because I believe they have what they need on the inside. They know their own, you know, I'm trying to help them to know themselves better so that they can um, find out what their next steps are.
1: Yeah, Yeah, just hearing you ask this question, sir, I'm I'm just thinking um, how just how valuable uh, those assessments are, Um, because while we may work alongside and we may be us specifically as a team or listeners and their teams, you may work alongside people and you may kind of brush up against them. And so you get to know them a little bit better, but all you really see is the nine to five person that's in front of you. You don't see the person who's walking around in flip-flops, you know, putting their shoes up, watching TV or whatever. So you don't, you don't get to see them as a whole. Um, and so really all you can respond to is the person, you know, but when you have those assessments um, you can better see who they are. You can see who you can understand how they operate. You know, yeah, like I was saying, you I may not know my coworkers, what's going on in their personal life, you know, any drama or any um, misfortunes that they may be experiencing. But if I can better understand how to talk with them, I don't need to know that to know here's how I can relate with them. Here's how sure. I can talk with them correctly. So those things I think help make it a whole lot easier to communicate because otherwise I'm just gonna talk to you like I would any, anyone else. And my assumption is that everyone can probably do that hopefully on a, on a healthy level uh, and a respectful level, but there's still ways that you can better care for people. Uh, and those assessments can help, help you do that.
0: Right. And you know, Taylor, <clears throat> one of the things that I hear you saying without, without saying it is when, when you learn how to communicate and connect better with people, you're showing a different level of value. You're showing a deeper level of understanding of trust and you're helping them build up the confidence and using that last word confidence. That's what also those assessments do yeah. is it kind of gives um some, some solidarity to, oh, wow, I thought that's the way I was, or that kind of makes sense now. There's a lot of times that when I'm in front of people and or I use these assessments, um, it really does a lot of confirmation for people. It it allows them to be courageous under the umbrella of, of this is what I thought has been told to me or that's what I suspected. This now confirms it, right? So um, when we think about these things and, and to, your, to both of your points, is recognizing the person that is right there in front of us. I, I got to tell you this, as well as the listeners. When I'm in front of a client, there's no other business that exists. There's none. There, there's not one other business that exists when I'm in front of a client because they deserve my utmost 100% attention. I cannot be bothered by whatever has taken place at home, whatever is happening in the world. The client needs us. And so they get 100% of us. And I know that that happens for the both of you, Taylor and Michelle. So I want people to understand that when we're in front of people and when you're in front of someone else, we, we need to show and recognize that each individual person as well as a team has a value that is presented that helps move move the ball down the field right? Uh, as a team.
1: Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. So we touched a little bit on on training. We talked specifically, though, um, on ways to make customers and employees feel valued, so ways to support them specifically uh, in, in um, assessments and, and personality training so that we can better understand our team and the people we're leading. So now kind of shifting gears a little bit more to the personal support. Uh, Michelle, when you talked about uh, the previous weeks, you talked about um Yeah, you you kind of talked about that, actually. Uh, You talked a little bit, um, yeah, about ways for self-care. And so we talked about the value of it, but come from a business standpoint, what are ways that businesses can better promote self-care for their employees?
2: Well, for me, definitely making sure that um, that that work-life balance is in balance You know how I feel about using that term work life. I don't like that term in particular, yeah. although it's the buzzword, right? I think just a balanced life in general work is just one piece of it. So helping uh, your employees and, and yourself as the the entrepreneur or the business owner to have a, bal- a life that's in balance where, you know, I think we saw a lot of those issues come up um, when COVID happened, when all that happened, how many people had had all of their eggs in one basket in just their career and just their work and nothing else. So here, all of a sudden that's taken away. You can't go to work now. And now you're stuck at home. You're, you know, how is your health? How is the relationships with the people that you're stuck in this house with? How is your space around you? How is your home? You know, have you been, is it, is it, cluttered a mess like what is it all of these things suddenly were were in it was in everyone's face like wow there's other parts of my life that I haven't been catering you know taking care of and now I'm stuck with what the results of that are so something serious like that happens and where are you resilient where's your resilience at what have you been doing and it does it's not just work it's it's got to be the whole um every area of life needs to be looked at. And so as a, as a business owner, as the employee, I think it's super critical that life is in balance, that there are times where the, where the clock is, you know, the clock hits a certain time and you're done with work. Now you are home, you're with family, you're in relationships, you're taking care of yourself, you're eating well, all of those things um, come into play. And it's so important to make sure that those things are in check. And that's modeling also coming. So I said that that was one of my favorite things we talked about, the modeling from the top so that the the employees feel like it's OK to do that, that they don't they don't feel like what you're getting. They're getting praised for working extra hours and answering emails on the weekend. And that's the norm. No, no, no. The norm is that like with with my boss so to speak. My boss, I've said this in the last um, podcast, my boss won't send me a darn email on the weekend because he knows I'll look at it. So, but, and then that makes me feel, makes me think it's okay, Michelle, to turn off my computer on the weekend, even though there's stuff I want to get to. There's that part of me that says, no, my boss expects me to not do that. Don't do that. Go back in that living room or go back outside with your kids and do those things. And then when I show back up on Monday, I'm there 110% because I have had other things. I've, um, you know, I'm, I'm filled up again, filled up again. I'm ready to get back at it. So it comes from the top. It has to come from the top. The employees are going to follow whatever is modeled.
0: You know, Taylor, can I just add to this real quick? I think it's important that not only is the business owner but just as us taking self-care, that's where it starts. We've got to figure out what our priorities are. And and to what Michelle was talking about, and Taylor, I would love to hear your thoughts on this as well. It's important that we take ownership of our own life, of our own responsibilities, of our own privileges. And we have got to focus on the things that are under our control. Um, So when Michelle is talking about, you know, shutting down for the evening and or the weekend, that's in our control. Is Is it easy for me to turn on the computer over the weekend? Absolutely, it's easy for me to do that. It's a little bit more harder, though, to say, you know what, I'm going to be there because we find our value sometimes in our production at work. What if this was to flip the script a little bit and we find our value in the production in our families? in our relationships that are outside of work, just as equal as to that inside the work. What are your thoughts, Taylor?
1: Yeah, my mind is kind of going all over. So on your last point, yeah, I think it's not uncommon for us to talk with a client, uh, whether it's a project we're working on or a client we use regularly, and you can see how their week is going really before they say before they say much. And sometimes if we just skip the personal and go right into it, you can still see how they're doing. Um, And I'm certain that a lot of that is what's going on at home, what's going outside. And so I think different people may categorize um, the importance of work uh, versus home life. uh, And they may restructure those, but you got to understand that those, most of those things impact one another. Um, So even if work is your top priority, what's going on at home is still going to affect work. And so you still kind of kind of got a clean house, literally uh, at house sometimes. Um, So, I think it's important to recognize that. So I'm thinking that. I'm also just thinking, I just love processes. And I think I'm thinking of structures uh, always. And so I'm thinking of, you know, kind of what Michelle is talking about, like, yes, like, it's important to do that. And so it's important to have trained HR professionals who who can be that sounding board and are trained to have those conversations and are trained to encourage our employees to do that. We're not asking them to be a counselor or, or a therapist, but um, a lot, most of life happens between the time nine to five, Monday through Friday. I mean, that's that's where most of the time happens. And so life just bleeds in. And so we need to have our staff be prepared to have those conversations. Um, so I'm thinking that. I'm also thinking, okay, we have some listeners who maybe work for smaller businesses, businesses that can't afford to throw out um, a, a big stipend monthly or quarterly for self-care. Um, and I think that those, there are those companies should still look at other options. There are companies uh, giving a plug to Fringe. Uh, fringe is a company. They're called Fringe. So they give Fringe benefits. Uh, and so they can uh, you can allot a certain dollar amount to employees, and they can choose how they spend that, whether that's at a spa, whether that is at Netflix. You can do whatever. So there's different categories you can do that at. And so those are just little things that employers, employers can do to help kind of promote the self-care uh, of the employee so you can care for them even outside uh, of the office building. So I'm thinking that, but I also think that a great way to feel supported is just by seeing, we talk about the mission and vision, but it's good for you to know that you are progressing and that you're growing. Um, so I guess we'll start off with you, Michelle. Um, are there, what are ways that you've seen businesses or how would you feel um, like a business is supporting you in your career growth? Um, yeah, well, what, what are ways businesses can support your your personal group? Not personal, but your, your individual career growth.
2: Right. Within the business. If I'm in, in someone's business yes. and my personal growth. Well, right. I I love when Chris said being in a safe environment. So for me, I think one of the first things I noticed about uh, working with Chris, I met Chris actually through another organization, but I actually worked with him in a different, um in a, um, I don't even know how to say it, but with another company, but not for with purpose. I wasn't on the team just yet. But when work, with working with him from that other company, I recognized that it was really uh, very safe for me to talk to him and talk to him about what was going on for me. And um, and that helped uh, helped a lot for me because I don't usually have that. So um, just feeling safe, safe to talk about what's going on, safe to talk about, especially, you know, um, if you're in an environment where if you're in a career where you need to, to just put it out there all the time, you may have some fears or some concerns. And you, it might be nice to have someone to talk to, just like just for a moment, just to get your guts back up before you go out and do the thing. So um, it's nice to feel like it's okay to express that, and then get the support to go do it. Uh, and then also, um, I lost my train of thought, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Those kinds of things. I I think that's the number one is you have to feel safe to have it, and then to create um, opportunities for growth. So mentorship, having uh, other people that you can mentor with sometimes when you bring on an employee make sure you pair them off with somebody that's like a rock star or somebody that would be a great uh positive influence and a great support to that person as they're trying to navigate a new new company that's really important and then they have have a friend there already but um and then just Things like, uh, I know we talk about masterminds and things like that. Masterminds are really great to develop within a corporate, a company. So you can go out and find them, but like, it's really cool to have them facilitated within your own company so that the members of your company and the different roles that they play can talk to each other and get feedback from each other um, about challenges or concerns that they might have and then how to move forward. Um, You know, there's, it's just invaluable what your peers can, can share with you.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Chris, any, any thoughts there?
0: Yeah, actually a couple. And I'm going to piggyback on what Michelle just said. We have a client right now that um, I, I approached them with the idea of a mastermind group inside. And it's it's already doing a couple of different things. One, it's breaking down the silo effect in a large company, even within a small department, it's breaking down the silo effect. Two, they don't meet on a regular basis. And so this mastermind group that we're facilitating is going to help them be a little bit more continuous together. Um, So that's on the mastermind group thing. I love them. I think that there's great value in them and would be happy to hear from any of our listeners um, on how to get that going. Here's what I would also say, From, from me as an individual, There's different types of leadership styles, and um, I think the danger in any of those is if we focus on one too much more than the other. Now, with that being said, I think one of the best things that we can do for one another that builds employee support through the umbrella of resiliency is checking in with people on an ongoing basis. I'm not suggesting checking in once every other six months or once every other month. I'm talking about frequently, and it's going to do a whole bunch of different things, but I want to, I want to highlight a couple of things here. So when we check in frequently, we're getting the pulse of the person that we're talking to. We're also, if they're a part of a team, we're getting the pulse of the team. We're getting the pulse of what they believe is part of the team culture, the team dynamic, right? So When I go in there and I put my two fingers to check my own pulse, that's exactly what I'm doing by checking in, not only with you guys as as teammates of With Purpose, but when we go in as consultants, we're checking the pulse of the company. We're encouraging people on the inside to do the same thing and we're giving them some of those strategies Um, to do that with. And we're starting off small. We're letting them know that this is the benefit of doing X, right? And if you do Y, you get this benefit. So here's some things I I was just jotting them down a little bit, but you also increase confidence levels in people. Um, And as Michelle was talking, you know, there's things that we all, there's all, there's things that we don't want to do, but we do them, right? But then there's also things that we do where We don't know quite how to do them, and we're asked to do them because someone sees opportunity, someone sees untapped potential in us. So, for example, just earlier today, um, I asked, we all got, we are on a meeting, and I asked us to do a couple of different things that may or may not be in one's wheelhouse, but I know that there is potential that I was tapping into because I see, and as we all do, we see we see better in other people than we do ourselves. So when we're getting the pulse um, and checking in frequently or regularly, we're building up that confidence. We're saying, okay, I know you can do this. I'm here. I'm going to support you here. The tools, right? Lastly, let me say it this way. When we when we do this, we check in frequently. We're, we're throwing out goals to your system's opportunity and answers, right? We're throwing out goals with established timelines. There's some strategy that goes along with that but we're tracking the progress and we're asking for valuable feedback. When we do this, we are asking our employees or our coworkers to give us results, to give us uh, the way that they think, the way that they're interpreting things. Is it always right? No, and that's okay because they have their own way of systemizing things as well as optimizing the business. So I think it's really, really important to check in frequently. I know every time I send out an email, I'm always asking how people are. I don't get a lot of responses to how people are doing um, because I know it can be a superficial question, but the opportunity is there because I truly want to hear from people. I'm checking in with them, if you will. So all this to say, employee support, check in with your people frequently. You determine how often you want to check in with somebody, but make sure you do something with the results that you're hearing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like it because it definitely... Yeah, I uh, like I try to put things in boxes in my head so I can visualize, okay, here's how to categorize it. But it, but that's really something that you can't really do that to. Um, so if you're checking in with an employee and you're structuring it, so I mean, it thought is, okay, how do we train this? You know, well, if you train it, it just feels, while it may be genuine, it can feel less genuine. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I as an employee know, okay, every quarter during my review, I'm gonna be asked how I feel, like it's something I can look forward to and, and I can look to take advantage of that. But if I'm asked that, at, not at random, but what feels like at random from my employer, it just feels different. It, it, it hits a little different. Um, and so it's really something that you as an individual have to be mindful of. Um, so I love that. And I, and I yeah, and, it, and it's something that while it may feel that we may be more personal, um, that then bleeds over into the business. Um, because if you're going for that, you're like you said, you're building their confidence and that bleeds into both areas. Um, so, so I love that. I, I I think for me, the answer to this question is just simple as like whenever you apply to a job or whenever you're put into a new position, provide clear direction as to, okay, the employees in this role typically stay in this role for X amount of time. And they typically branch off to this, 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 or this. Um, and then, and depends on the inner workings of your business. But I think a lot of um, there's a lot of different departments at your business. I think with that confidence, with that comfortability, I don't think it's, I don't think it's bad. It, well, it may sound kind of obscure for the culture to be where the employee can can comfortably approach uh, comfortably approach the manager and say, you know, hey, I really enjoy doing these types of tasks. What else in this company can I do that with? And this may not be the best fit for me as a team, but I love the culture here. How, what, is, what would it look like for me to switch over to finance or marketing or whatever? Um, and then you have those conversations, and that just speaks to the speaks volumes to both sides of trust. Of hey, if I bring this up, I'm not I'm afraid I'm going to lose my job. Um, and so it's it just having this communication, but just clear direction and clear paths for career growth.
0: Good stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Okay. Okay. I, think, I think ultimately, kind of wrapping up this podcast, I think it's about being intentional. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, um, I don't think it's a word that's overused at this point, but um, what's interesting is if you looked up the definition of the word purpose, it's about being intentional mm-hmm. and um, it, it, whatever we do with the people that are in front of us, there's a reason that they're there in front of us. Um, It could be work related. It could be personal. And uh, it's in a moment, it's a moment for us to figure out what their intent is how we benefit from knowing them. Um, This provides support to staff. Um, I I am personally, and I know the clients are as well for With Purpose, are blessed by this team, especially you, Taylor, and especially you, Michelle. And so um, there is, if we're intentional with each other, then we're going to be intentional with everyone else because we've modeled it, because we're mirroring it up to ourselves. And here's the other cool thing is, it's not hard to do if we're being genuine. If this is truly who we are, then it's just going to start coming out more and more and more because we've got the space, because we have the opportunities to do so. Perfect. Agreed, agreed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Perfect. Well, I think, yeah, this is this has been a good conversation, I think, over the last couple of weeks as we've talked about resiliency. And I don't think and I think through all the conversations, uh, you can. I think you can clearly see how, well, I mean, I've always used the word resilient you know, 10 or 20 times each conversation. Each topic uh, can build up towards resiliency. And so here, feeling that support within your business, with your employees feeling that, and you and leadership feeling that helps you to get through those tough times. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I encourage you to look back over the podcast series, encourage you to um, yeah, find ways to build resiliency because it's one of those things where um when you need it you need it uh and so it's good to be building that and good to be preparing and planning for that
2: perfect and remember that you know that it's not something that companies are just born with or their staff or nobody's born with resilience you develop it and so picking up these tools i hope you guys all the listeners gathered a lot of information and start implementing some of these things so that the next time we have a need for it that we need to pivot or be flexible or deal with a challenge We're resilient and we can get through that all together
0: perfect wrap up michelle and taylor thank you so much well listen i will close this out i appreciate you guys being on the podcast i appreciate every single one of our listeners listening feel free to drop a comment in the comment section email us uh you've got our our contact information we look forward to hearing from you guys every week um and stay tuned for what we've got for you coming up in the next series of EPIC. It stands for Elite Professionals and Coaching, a podcast brought to you by With Purpose Consulting Firm. We appreciate you guys. Uh, we love our listeners. Um, I know that we love each other as teammates. So there you have that, too. Um, <laughs> we hope you guys have a great day. Thanks for listening. And as we like to say, uh, live with purpose.